0: Hey everybody, welcome to making sense with Dustin Lamontang from research capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin, how are you doing today? I'm
1: uh, doing excellent,
0: Bryn. How's yourself? Fine. Thank you. Hey, let's talk about the topic, which is battery metals. Where do you want to jump in on this?
1: I I thought it was uh, an interesting topic because the, uh, you know, the, the electrification of our economies is happening at quite a swift pace. Um, now whether whether you're talking about uh you know the all the all the headlines are on electric vehicles but if you look at almost any uh any hardware store you go, go in and you look at the lineup of uh, power tools or or mowers or trimmers um, drills that that's a huge uh, area that that uses up a lot of metals uh, for batteries in itself so while the electrification of cars is just in, in its infancy and it's going to grow by leaps and bounds. Uh, in fact, uh, I think Ford just came out with some estimates that uh, by 2030, they want 40% of their sales to be electric. So, um, you know, the, obviously a lot of things have to happen in terms of the, the build-out, um, in terms of infrastructure, charging stations, etc. But there's no doubt about it, the... The underlying resources to to build the electrification of our economy uh, are these battery metals. So you're talking about uh, copper, you're talking about nickel, cobalt, lithium, zinc, uh, a metal called vanadium, which probably a lot of people have never heard of. But uh, these are key elements in these uh, batteries and in the technologies. And as a result of uh, very minimal... um, Expenditures in terms of capital investment in the last decade. Uh, you, you're going to see a, a projection for deficit supply, supply shortages in uh, in the next decade in most of these metals, unless a, a tremendous amount of money gets put into uh, drilling, exploration, and mine development. But um, a mine is not like uh, you know a shale oil well that you can drill in three months. Mines take. You know, on average, uh, five years to from from the the date you you develop or find the deposit to actually develop it and get production out of the ground. So there hasn't been a lot of greenfield exploration. Greenfield being brand new mines um, that have been found in the last decade. So uh, when when you look at the projected demand numbers, I, I think that. Uh, prices are going to be stay firm I think for for a long time on a lot of these metals so it's an area I'm looking at for um, investment I, I've been buying uh, some good quality companies in this name all year uh, or, or in this sector all year uh, mostly on the the copper um, and zinc side um, the the a lot of the um, a lot of the mines in uh, in some of the other areas particularly cobalt, uh, and nickel are, are in some jurisdictions, which I would say uh, are less than uh, pleasing politically. So you look at Congo, I think is uh, 60% of the world's cobalt. And uh, that's not really a stable area. Um, so the, the world's going to have to figure out how to get a stable supply of these metals And and the the companies that are you know going to be producing the batteries and the companies are going to be utilizing them. Whether you're talking about Black and Decker or Toyota or Ford needing these batteries, um, you can't build them without the metals. And that's kind of the investment thesis I'm going with: is that the demand for these metals is going to be so strong, the the mining companies are where where you want to be putting your money. I think that. Uh, they're just going to s- spill out cash uh, in terms of profits for the next decade. So,
0: well, you've been talking to me about, uh, for example, copper for quite some time. This is a slow and steady, or do you think this is going to pick up faster? But it's certainly been steady.
1: I, I think the, I think because of the lack of capital investment in mining in the last decade, right? You're going to see a decade of high prices. And, and that's going to be very good for um, these uh, mining companies. You know, you, you talk about uh, political risk. You look at where uh, most of the world's copper comes from, South America. You've got Chile. You've got Peru. Right now, there's an election going on in Peru. There's a fellow by the name of Castillo um, that uh, essentially has said that he wants to take over the mining sector if he gets elected. Now, that's probably not very likely because um, he, he's going to need the 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 capital from the foreign capital that comes into the country to develop the mining sector for, right. for one. Um, but pr- probably what's going to happen is he's going to get in and the mining companies are going to have to make some sort of concessions. He's leading right now. Um, so you look at the, the political environment in one of those South American countries, which, which accounts for a large percentage of the world's copper production, you go, well, on, on top of the lack of uh, investment, the production is coming from areas which are not very stable, right? Um, there, there's nonstop strikes in Chile because the Chilean government, which owns the, the national uh, copper company, which is Codelco, um, they they don't want to pay their employees uh, higher wages because they they need the money to to fund their their the running of the country right yeah they're, they're basically a one trick pony in Chile it's copper 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 is is what funds their economy so uh, a good place to be right now but also um, from a world perspective and demand perspective a little bit risky because you get one strike and then prices uh, tend to tend to spike so.
0: Well, here's here's one for you, just to stay on that. Is that often when we think of Canada and commodities, we always seem to to go to natural gas and oil and that kind of stuff. But we're sitting on a lot. We're sitting on a riches of of commodities. Are we just barely tapping, or how do we view Canada's role here?
1: Well, our 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 basins, our mineral basins. uh, You know, if you want to use Sudbury as an example, the Sudbury basin where they've taken out something like 100 billion dollars worth of uh, metals over the last 100 years. Um, it it's uh they're mature. And I'm not, I'm not saying they're mined out. There's still a, a lot of reserves to be had in in those basins, but the easy uh the easy uh copper, uh nickel, cobalt, the easy deposits have been found. So the the deposits that are left in the world, you're you're not finding it's not like Uh, You know, when, when Saudi Arabia found their oil field, it was, uh, you know, a a fresh find all all the, the Saudi Arabia equivalents of copper have, have all been found. And most of them are, are down in, uh, South America. So the, the deposits that are left are lower grade. It's going to cost more to mine them. And thus the, you combine that with a a huge demand and, and lack of capital investment, you're going to see higher prices. So when I look at Canada, um, from a, from an investment perspective, sure. We, uh, we have, uh, a a lot of, a lot to be, uh, proud of in that, that sector, you know, mining is a big part of our economy and I think we have some world-class companies to invest in. I won't get into specific companies, um, on the podcast. If anyone wants to discuss that with me, they, they can get my contact info at the end, but, um, Certainly, there, there's a lot of world-class companies to, to choose from in that regard, right, right base out, uh, out of Toronto and Vancouver.
0: Well, so, I, I know this. For as long as I've known you, you've been big on this area. So, if somebody's got an interest or a concern or, or would like some advice, how do they get a hold of you?
1: Uh, give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or you can uh, email me. Uh, I always return uh, questions. I get a lot of questions as a result of this podcast by email. So D Lamontagne at researchcapital.com.
0: Battery metals. It's an interesting area to take a look at, and it'll be a fun one to talk to you further about as well. Hey, thanks for your time today. This is great as always. Thanks, Bryn. All right. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. I'm Bryn Griffiths. Have yourself a great day.